Hello, and welcome to the 29th episode of the podcast F4. We're calling it that since it's easier to say than food and frightening film fanatics. We're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and Podbean. Please give us a five-star rating if you like what you're hearing. We're also on Twitter at Food and Fright. Contact us by email at foodandfright at gmail.com or check out our website at foodandfrighteningfilmfanatics.podbean.com. Before we begin, just a reminder, heavy spoilers ahead. I can't say much about these movies without getting into the specifics, so turn back now if you haven't seen them. This week, we're covering the Sleepaway Camp franchise. There are four and a half movies total. More on what that half means a little later. Um, The movies include the first one, Sleepaway Camp, 1983, written and directed by Robert Hiltzig. This was his first movie, and it was produced by Michelle Tadozian and Jerry Silva. Then there was Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, from 1988. That was directed by Michael A. Simpson, written by Fritz Gordon, produced by Jerry Silva and Michael A. Simpson. And then there was Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland, and that was from 1989. That was written, directed, and produced by the same people because Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 were filmed back-to-back. Then next up is Return to Sleepaway Camp, from that's from 2008. Directed and written by Robert Hiltzig, remember he did the first movie, and produced again by Michelle Thomasian and Thomas Vandell. And, and Thomas Vandell actually played one of the characters, Mike, in the original movie, and he left the camp before he was killed. So interesting bit of trivia there. This movie was shot in 2003, but it wasn't released until 2008, uh, and that was they were waiting on improvements to special effects uh, before they released it. So um, the special effects are pretty good, so I think it was worth the wait. And several of the original cast members return. Then lastly, there's that half we were talking about earlier. There's Sleepaway Camp 4, The Survivor. That's from 2012, and that was an incomplete movie. It was never filmed entirely. It began filming in 1992, but only 30 minutes uh, were shot because the production company, Double Helix, went bankrupt. Some people say 30 minutes. Some people say 15 minutes of actual footage. Um, But it was later expanded to 70 minutes total, by adding flashbacks from the other movies, and it's credited as the director Jim Markovic and writer Tom Clohasey and producer Krishna Shaw. So that's the four and a half movies. Uh, this franchise is similar, as you've probably already seen, to Night of the Living Dead in that you have two different continuities from the original. In that franchise, after Night of the Living Dead, Romero went off and did his Dead series, and then separately, John Russo went off and did his Living Dead series, and all of his movies started with Return of the Whatever. Uh, We reviewed this franchise back in episode 22, if you want to check it out. So in the Sleepaway Camp franchise, Robert Hiltzig did the original movie and then returned to Sleepaway Camp, and the first movie starred... Felissa Rose is Angela, 
Um, and then Hiltzik was also planning a sequel called Reunion, but that was never made. And then the second continuity, Michael A. Simpson and Company, of course, did turn the horror slasher movie into a horror comedy movie with Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3. And these instead starred as Angela Pamela Springsteen, who is Bruce Springsteen's sister. And Simpson had also planned a sequel called Berserk, but that was never made. There's also a documentary coming out, hopefully soon, called Angela, the official Sleepaway Camp documentary by Michael Perez, and it is executive produced by Felissa Rose. As of April this year, they were looking for $65,000 on Indiegogo, and looks like it closed at $15,700, so quite a bit short. They are hoping to have an October 2020 release date. I'm not sure what else they can put in there that we haven't already seen, but I'd definitely watch it if given the opportunity. Um, there's also a movie called Son of Sleepaway Camp, and that was released in 1989. It was originally titled Memorial Valley Massacre, and Apparently, when it was released to an international audience, the title was changed. The story is an Italian company had the um, non-U.S. rights to Sleepaway Camp, so they changed this, the name of this movie to that and then inserted clips of porn. Yes, you heard that right. Why? I am not sure. But um, the only thing that's similar between this and the original Sleepaway Camp is they use some of the same music. And the movie, minus the porn part, is available in its entirety on YouTube. It features a crazy caveman type guy who attacks vacationers at a campground uh, on Memorial Day weekend. And he apparently hates all types of machinery. And he knows how to disable cars and disconnect gas lines for some reason. Uh, but this movie, I mean, don't waste your time on it. It's just horrible. It's beyond horrible. Um, so I'd say save your time and do something else with it. There's also a sort of spinoff of Sleepaway Camp that's supposed to be coming sometime soon called Camp Cold Creek. And it stars Danielle Harris as Angela. And, of course, we know her from lots of stuff, including Halloween and Hatchet. Um, and Chad Michael Murray. And they are a paranormal team that investigates Camp Cold Creek, previously called Camp Arawak, uh, which was the site of the mass murder years ago. And of course, given the history of this franchise, I'm not sure we'll ever see it, but it's in the works somewhere. Where to find these movies? So the first Sleepaway Camp is on YouTube for free. And Amazon has 1, 2, and 3 available for Prime members for free. And they're also on Tubi. Um, it's much harder to find the last two movies. So Return to Sleepaway Camp is available DVD for purchase. A used copy starting at $27 on Amazon. And Sleepaway Camp, Survive, Camp 4 Survivor is available on Amazon also for purchase. It looks like used copies start at $65. Um, and they might be available on sleepawaycampfilms.com, which is Michael Simpson's site. Uh, my suggestion, though, is because there's really not much to see here. Just look at all the clips on YouTube. I must confess that I did not watch this either. It's, uh, 
it's not worth spending 65 bucks for. So, um, it's just good to know what's out there. So, Rotten Tomato scores. Sleepaway Camp 1, critics gave it a 92%. Audiences gave it a 60%. Sleepaway Camp 2, critics gave it a 40%. Audiences gave it a 42%. Sleepaway Camp 3, critics gave it a 13%. Audiences gave it a 30%. That's way too low in my opinion. And Return to Sleepaway Camp, critics did not rate this and audiences gave it a 21%. So, the plot of the first sleepaway camp. So, the first sleepaway camp, um, the movie opens with a father and two children, who are Angela and Peter, on a boat at the lake. And there's an accident because um, apparently one of the camp counselors is letting a girl drive the boat, and they're not paying attention, and they run right over them. Um, and the father and one of the children is killed. And then next up, it's eight years later, and we see a batshit crazy woman named Dr. Martha Thomas getting her two kids ready for camp. So there's Ricky and his cousin Angela. So the girl survived the accident. So I guess that's Martha's, either that man's sister or there was the his wife's sister. I'm not sure which one. Anyway, so at camp... Arawak, she sends him off to camp, and at Camp Arawak, Angela is severely bullied by everyone because she's practically mute, and she just sits there and stares. Um, there's a disgusting cook, a pedophile named Artie, and he tries to have his way with her, but luckily Ricky shows up just in time, and Ricky is very protective of his cousin. He is also prone to, seems, fits of anger, and he cusses like a sailor. But anyway, I like him because he's very protective of her. So justice eventually prevails when Artie dies a horrible, painful death. And so do most other people at the camp. Uh, Judy, who is someone played by Karen Fields, is uh, particularly mean to uh, Angela. And she ends up being smothered and has a hot curling iron shoved up her for JJ. So that is really a bad way to go. Um, I think that she's dead. I mean, I watched the movie again yesterday, and I think she's dead. I mean, some people seem to think she's still alive. I don't know. Anyway, bad way to go, if that's true. Um, there's also a guy who gets a face full of bees when he's on the toilet, so that's a bad way to go. And then what's most shocking is the final five minutes of the movie, and that is after they found dead bodies here, there, and everywhere, a group heads to the lake, and we see Angela from behind cradling Paul's head. So Paul is another camper who was nice to her and he likes her. And so they agreed to meet down by the lake together. So Angela turns and it's just Paul's head that she's cradling and not the rest of his body because she has decapitated him. And Angela is nude. And I don't think you guessed this, but... It turns out that Angela is not a she, she's a he. So we thought all along that Angela had survived the boat crash, and in fact it was actually Peter. And at this point we see in a flashback Martha telling Peter, who has his head all bandaged, that she already has a son, Ricky, and that she always wanted a little girl. So it looks like she's been raising Peter as a girl for the past eight years.
This was quite shocking for 1983. And just to give you some context, this was before The Crying Game came out. So, you know, um, I'm not sure there aren't many people at this point who haven't heard of the reveal. But um, I don't think... I didn't see this back in 1983, but if I had, I would not have guessed this twist at that point. Sleepaway Camp 2, Unhappy Campers, and after killing pretty much everybody at Camp Arawak, Angela moves down the road to Camp Rolling Hills. Actually, in the movie, I think they say it's like 60 miles away. So she is posing as a camp counselor, and while the first movie was more horror, this is decidedly more camp, pun intended. Um, they reference the murders of Angela Baker, and they say that she was sent to an asylum after the first movie and apparently had sex reassignment surgery there. And this Angela, instead of being mute, is very personable and sassy. And I really like her. Um, I thought this was an excellent interpretation of the character. So she offs various campers and counselors who don't follow the rules. She's a real stickler for the rules. Um, so if they smoke, they have sex, etc., then... Um, they're going to die, but, you know, she pretty much makes her, her way around to everybody eventually. Um, she ends up piling all the bodies in the shed in the woods. And in the end, we think one girl has escaped, so she ran away. She runs out into the road, and a car stops to pick her up. But, nope, she doesn't escape because it's actually Angela driving the car. So it looks like you can't get away from Angela. Um, there were a couple of campers that left after the ruckus started, uh, you know, after people started dying, and then uh, the head of the camp said he was ruined because everybody was leaving. So a few of those people survived, such as Mike, which we mentioned earlier. Okay, third movie, Sleepaway Camp 3, Teenage Wasteland. 
This time it's Camp New Horizons and at the beginning of this movie, Angela chases down camper Maria with a garbage truck and takes her place at Camp New Horizons. And you know what happens next. Angela delightfully knocks off everyone one by one in various unsundry ways. There's death by flagpole. There's death by lawnmower. Um, but the death that wins the prize for most disgusting is death by Portageon. So she chases a girl into the Portageon, shoves her down the Portageon, and then continues to poke her with a stick until she's dead. Um, the girl has leeches on her face at some point. I don't know what that's about, but, um, yeah, that's pretty gross. And in the end, somebody finally is able to stab Angela a few times, and she's taken away by ambulance. But, of course, Angela is not easy to kill, as are most movie serial killers. And she attacks the two, two paramedics while the driver, um calls back from where he's driving and asks what's up, and she says, just taking care of business. And that is where that one oh, ends. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the summer sun. I love the trees and forests. I'm always having fun. Oh, I'm a happy camper. I love the clear blue to Return to Sleepaway Camp, uh, which is the fourth movie. And we are now at Camp Manaby. So this is considered a sequel to, to the original Sleepaway Camp, and it just ignores two and three. And in this one, an overweight teen named Alan is being bullied, and he also bullies other people. Alan yells all the time. He's pretty irritating. He might have some sort of disorder, be autistic, I'm not sure. But, um... Yeah, he's pretty irritating. So, returning characters from the first movie, um, and some of them just have very small cameos, but Ricky, which is Jonathan Tierston, and Ronnie, who's like the muscle guy um, counselor, so that's Paul D'Angelo. Um, and other familiar faces include Vincent Pastor, who played Big Pussy in The Sopranos, and Isaac Hayes, you know for him for a whole bunch of stuff, and of course his voice is... Uh, for, is chef in South Park. So, should come as no surprise that people start dying. And you think Alan is the killer? But nope, he's not. Sheriff Jerry is revealed to be Angela. She was in disguise this whole time and uh, with a beard, with a mustache and sunglasses and a little sheriff suit and use a, uh, a voice box thing to change her voice. Um, to be honest, the plot of this movie is not, not so good. I don't really care about Alan's story. I'm not sure why they decide to go that way. But there are a few cool kills in here. So there's a bed of nails. There's a stick to the eye. So that's pretty cringe-inducing. Uh, there's uh, the... A uh, guy's head in a birdcage and then rats are released into that. Uh, a guy gets his penis ripped off when it's attached with fishing line to a jeep that drives away. And Michael, and Michael, who's Alan's brother, ends up being skinned alive and that's because he skinned some frogs. But 
If you didn't already know Felissa Rose was the killer way before the end of this movie, you really don't deserve to be a horror fan because it wasn't too hard to figure out. I mean, she's very slight and shorter, so obviously she looked like something was up in that costume. That doesn't mean I didn't enjoy the reveal, her reveal, because I did. I just wish the story with Alan was different uh, or changed in some way. So, Sleepaway Camp 4, Survivor. I'm not sure what camp this is at. Like we said, this movie was never finished. If it had been completed, it would have followed a survivor named... Uh, what's her name? Uh, I got it somewhere. Let's see. Allison. It followed Allison, and she has all of these nightmares about Angela's killings. And so it just suggested that she return to the camp... Um, to try to, I don't know, relive these events or um, so that they're, she doesn't have so many nightmares. She thinks she's actually Angela, and it shouldn't be any surprise that she is actually Angela, although the actress Carrie Chambers looks nothing like Felissa Rose or Pamela Springsteen. So, again, not sure why they went that direction, but as I said earlier, the official count is this, this was 30 minutes of a film, which includes shots from different angles, that was extended to 70 minutes so it could be released by adding uh, flashbacks, which are just scenes from the other movies we already saw. So like I said, don't waste your time on that one. Okay, why should you watch these movies? The original Sleepaway Camp has one of the most shocking endings in horror history, and that still continues to be the case. As I've already said, if I had watched this movie back in 1983, I would not have guessed the ending. I'm not even sure if I watched this movie. I mean, I have watched it, obviously, but I did not guess the ending. So there's, yeah. So I, th I think it's a good ending. Uh, Sleepaway Camp is one of the best of the bad movies. So it's one of those that's so bad it's good. Uh, the first one, especially. Uh, Angela Baker is listed as the fourth most prodigious movie killer of all time behind... Jason, Michael, and Jigsaw. Angela has 55 kills total. So she's pretty busy. I also like the theme song from the first movie. It's called Angela's Theme. and um, Or uh, the chorus is When I Look Into Your Eyes. It's by Frankie Vinci. And he did three songs total uh, for that movie.
the term transgender was not part of the mainstream conversation. So trans people were not often depicted in any movies or television shows, and when they were, which was a rare case, they were depicted as deviants, killers, sex workers, etc. So the most famous example of this is probably Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. And then beside that, besides that Sleepaway Camp, there's also Psycho and Dress to Kill. So obviously if that movie was made if this movie was made today I think that would be handled very differently. Uh, the podcast Dead Meat episode from April the 16th, 2019 discusses transgender represent- representation in horror and uh, that's definitely worth a listen and there's also a number of articles, YouTube videos, etc on the topic. So things I hope are slowly improving. Um Does that mean that the movies aren't enjoyable? No, no, they're definitely enjoyable. I think it just means that we need to be conscious of the differences between what we knew as a culture back then when these movies were made and what we know now. On to trivia. The first Sleepaway Camp, no surprise, much of this is from that one. Uh, The Sleepaway Camp website, which is at sleepawaycampmovies.com, has a ton of information in it. It's managed by Jeff Hayes and John Kleiza, and it has all the trailers from the movies. It has a short film about what Judy Karen Fields might be doing today. Hint, she's following in Angela's footsteps, so that was kind of fun, you know, fun little short film. 
and it has interviews with lots of cast members, including Felissa Rose and Jonathan Tierston and Paul D'Angelo. Uh, Robert Hiltzig wrote the movies while he was in school, and his mother unfortunately died in an accident, and he received $300,000 from her death, which he used to finance the movie. And you can see from the uh, first title card in the movie that it says, To Mom, a Doer, so he dedicated the movie to her. There's also a podcast called How Did This Get Made, episode 48, which covers Sleepaway Camp. And that has Paul Shear, June Diane Raphael, and Jason um, Mantzoukas. And they're the three hosts of the film. And each um, episode they go over uh, a movie that's pretty bad, uh, you know, and discuss how it was made. But the reason I mention it here is it's hilarious to listen to them um, try to figure out the relationships between all the characters in this movie because they really go into de depth at the beginning trying to figure out Angela, Peter, their father, their father's gay lover, what relationship is this to Dr. Martha, all sorts of stuff. So it's pretty entertaining. So I definitely would suggest that. Um, and then one of the cooks... From the on the original Sleepaway Camp was played by Robert Earl Jones, who is James Earl Jones's father. So that's fun, and because he has the same voice, so you know when you hear that voice, you're like, mm, "That sounds familiar." Um, star Felissa Rose ended up making another super low budget movie. She's made others besides this, but I just mentioned this one because I saw it. Summer Camp Massacre. It's pretty horrible. And it's about two brothers, Caesar and Otto, who become camp counselors. But the kids never show up. So Felissa's not bad in it. Felissa's supposed to, like, stare people down. Um, but, yeah, the rest of it is pretty bad. So let's see. Sleepaway Camp cost $350,000 to make and had a box office of $11 million. So that's a good return on investment. Many of the campers getting off the bus in the first scene were relatives of the cast and crew. As a child, Robert Hiltzig actually went to the camp where they filmed. So that's an interesting coincidence. Jane Krakowski. Now I have that she was originally cast as Judy. Someone else says that she was originally intended to be Angela. I'm not sure which one, but either way she did not appear in the movie uh, in the final product. When doing the canoe film scene, John E. Dunn cut his hand open on a rock and he had to be rushed to the ER. And when casting Angela, Hiltzig asked the actresses to stare ahead while eating a candy bar. And uh, Felissa does have a stare that will knock you down if she stares at you, so that was great casting in my opinion. Uh, Felissa Rose and Jonathan Tierston had a brief camp romance. Felissa was only paid $5,000 for her performance. I'm sure she's wishing that she had got, I mean, I think she was only 12 years old when she did this anyway, but that she'd gotten like a certain percentage of the box office. Hiltzig's eventual wife and producer on the show, Missy, ended up playing Leslie after the actress got mono. And Felissa was not involved in the murder scenes because her mother didn't want her anywhere around uh, those. So instead, Jonathan's hands... Uh, were used for the close-ups. And in the shocking final reveal, as we've discussed, uh, a local college student 
um, shaved off his hair, his body hair, and then he wore a mask of Angela while standing nude. So it was like a, uh, it had Angela's stare. It's a weird, if you haven't seen it, it's a weird visual. So, um, yeah, you're not sure what's going on at that point with everything else. But apparently he had been drinking and he started crying during the shooting and as far as I know he's never come forward so this does not sound like a positive experience for him. Um, the body count in the first movie is 13 and there's a good list of deaths at creativethoughts.fandom.com and some current news. Felissa Rose is currently on Fangoria's, um, there's Fangoria Podcast Network and there's a show entitled Fangoria Presents Casualty Friday and you can also see it on YouTube. Uh, there's two episodes in so far. I've listened to both of them. Her co-hosts are Tiffany Sheppes and Kane Hodder. So three people definitely done a lot of horror. And um, it's, it's a fun listen. The inside scoop. Uh, the last one was, the first one was kind of how they got into the business. The second one was um, all the conventions that they attend. So it's really interesting to hear uh, behind-the-scenes kind of stuff. She is also the a guest or a call-in expert to uh, Joe Bob's Briggs, the last drive-in on Shudder. So I know we're in between seasons on that, but I assume she'll return for the second season. The uh, first season uh, ended and is available. Not all of it, because I think they had technical issues at the very beginning where they crashed the Shudder servers, but... Uh, much of it is available for streaming on Shutter right now. Um, unfortunately, Sleepaway Camp is not one of them because I wanted to watch that, but uh, that's not there. So, Sleepaway Camp 2 was filmed at the YMCA Camp Waco in Waco, Georgia, and much of the setting has been demolished at this point to build a development, but the restrooms, cabins, and swimming pool apparently are still intact. And Felissa Rose did read for the role of Angela in this movie, but it instead went to Pamela Springsteen. And apparently Pamela Springsteen never told the other actors that Bruce Springsteen was her brother. Um, Molly Nagel was played by, and I can't remember her first name, I, uh, but her last name is Estevez, because she is one of the Estevez siblings, so she is the sister of... Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez, and I think there's there's at least one, if not more, um, kids. All the characters in this movie are named after 1980s film stars. There's too many to read, but there's Molly Ringwald, Sean Penn, uh, Ali Sheedy, TC, which is Tom Cruise, etc. And this movie was filmed in six weeks. Sleepaway Camp 3, as we've already said, was also filmed back-to-back -back with Sleepaway Camp 2, and most of the characters in this movie were named after the Brady Bunch, the Munsters, or West Side Story. It was also filmed in six weeks, and uh, one of the fun parts, there's lots of fun parts about this, which we'll talk about later, but one of the fun parts is they're fishing on a pier, and they end up pulling a hockey mask out of the water, and then Angela asks one of the guys on the pier what day it is, and they say it's Saturday the 14th. So that's a fun little homage um, to Friday the 13th. And the body count in this movie is 16. Next up, Return to Sleepaway Camp. 
This, unfortunately, was Isaac Hayes' last movie. He died five years after completing this movie. He really doesn't have a lot to do in it. So, um, so that's sad. Uh, the death count... Oh, and of course, Felissa Rose returns. Uh, the death count in this movie is nine, including Michael and a cop who is killed in the post credit scenes because then you see where... Uh, Angela got the cop outfit that she was wearing. Sleepaway Camp 4 Survivor. Really don't have much of anything on that except the body count is 2 since that was incomplete. Favorite quotes. There's tons and tons of them. I'm just going to hit the highlights. Um, here's one from Sleepaway Camp 1 where Billy says to Ricky, Eat shit and die, Ricky. And Ricky says, Eat shit and live, Bill. I'm not sure what that means but ugh. Uh, let's see Artie who was the cook pedophile in sleepaway camp one says when the kids arrive and they're all running off the bus says look at all the fine chicken where I come from we call them baldies I'd say, I don't know where he comes from but I think we should bomb wherever it is um, that was just a weird weird twist in this movie to ha stick like a pedophile in the middle of it with everything else going on but that was pretty gross um, Sleepaway Camp 2, Angela says, uh, to the, uh, cabin in the woods where she has all the bodies piled up and she still has two hostages in there tied up, uh, too bad they haven't figured out a way to make french fries nutritious. I'm a nut when it comes to french fries. And the rest of these are from, um, Pamela Springsteen in 2 or 3. So, that's what you get for not obeying your counselor. What a bad camper. And there's a lot of good kids. You just have to weed out the bad. Say no to drugs, which of course was the Nancy Reagan campaign uh, back then. But she says this to a girl before she burns her to death after pouring gasoline on her. And then while she's hacking up somebody, she says, Once I start a task, I always finish. And then lastly, every time I go to camp, somebody loses their head. So, on to the recipe. Uh, should come as no surprise this week that I'm going with camping theme. So, I'm going to include a link to several camp recipes from Southern Savers, and one in particular is called the Tinfoil Hobo Pouch, and I think it's also referred to as the Boy Scout Dinner. So, uh, just a reminder before I read the recipe that you will want to make sure that you get heavy-duty tinfoil for this, so your food doesn't fall apart in the fire. So the basic ingredients you need for tinfoil hobo patches are uh, two pounds of lean ground beef, two pounds of red potatoes. <coughs> uh, you have two medium onions if you want. I don't like onions, so I wouldn't do that. One can of corn, one can of peas, one pack of Lipton onion soup mix, two teaspoons of Worcester sauce, and salt and pepper as needed. And then basically what you're going to do is just create a tinfoil pouch with two, at least two um, layers of tinfoil and you're going to throw all your stuff in after you chop it up. So you're going to mix the hamburger Lipton soup mix and Worcester sauce together and form a hamburger patty that's a third to a half a pound um, and that should make four to six patties. Uh, chop up the potatoes, don't make them too big though. 
and then take the two pieces of aluminum foil as I said like 12 by 12 inches and put them together and then put the potatoes onions if you do the corn peas uh, into that and then put the hamburger over the top of the vegetables so then you fold you fold the aluminum pouch so you want to make sure things don't start shooting out of there um, and then you'll place the packet on the hot coals. You don't put the packet in the open flame or on the still burning coals or your food uh, will burn. So just on hot coals and then cook for 25 to 30 minutes. Turn over, make sure everything's cooked evenly. And if you want like an added um, flavor, you can also add a dollop of um, cream of chicken soup on top of the hamburger patty before you seal the pouch if that's something you're interested in. So I like these recipes because it's all, you know, take everything, throw it in some tin foil, and heat it up. So again, that's from Southern Savers. I will include the recipe in our notes for today. And then in conclusion, um, the Sleepaway Camp franchise is definitely an underrated one. I personally really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was an interesting spin on the usual uh, guy who doesn't say anything. Uh, who isn't able to be killed, slowly walking around, killing everybody else with a knife or a machete. Um, so I thought it was very interesting. It's also interesting how the whole history of all of these movies has come together with these two different um, continuities. And so I personally would recommend seeing one, two, and three. And um, I really like Felicia Road. I think she's great. Um, sorry, Felicia. Felissa Rose, and I'm glad that we're getting to see more of her these days. Um, and I also really enjoyed Pamela Springsteen. I mean, I don't want to have to pick between the two, but if I did, I really liked her interpretation because she's very chipper and happy, and she just kills people who don't follow the rules of the camp. So, in my opinion, check out all three movies, see what you think. And I'm interested to see what becomes of these in the future with the other developments. But until next week, if you see Angela Baker, you should really run the other direction. Uh, and I would say just avoid camp altogether just in case. Because why take any chances? You got her. You got uh, Jason. I mean, camps are, are rough places. So until next week, have a good one. Thanks. Bye.